Hi, I'm James Schofield, the creator of this podcast, Behind the Bottom Line. Business isn't really about numbers, it's about people. Behind the Bottom Line is a collection of the funny, sad, and frankly weird events that I've experienced in business, and which I turned into stories for various magazines. In each episode, I tell you a little bit about the real-life background that inspired me, and then I read you the story itself. So let's find out about today's story, The Cocktail. The Cocktail was written in 2009 and appeared in Business Spotlight in the first half of 2010. And it was actually my first story, first short story that I'd written for a magazine. Beforehand, I'd written um, three or four novellas on different topics, kind of thrillers and uh, also um, comedies. But this was the first short story. The Cocktail is about a young uh, City of London trader called Jasper Slink. And as the name suggests, Jasper is not a particularly nice guy. Um, and he's made an awful lot of money by various devious methods uh, to do with trading. And I think the uh, what you can see is in the story, I uh, he comes to a sticky end. I uh, don't want to say too much, but he uh, it doesn't end well for Jasper. There were different things which came together when I was writing the cocktail. First of all, uh, I had a little bit of experience of uh, the kind of people in the story. I knew people like Jasper, uh, some of them I went to school with. Um, And I also had a period shortly after university where I was working as a, a delivery driver for a wine merchant's. And the wine merchants had a chain of pubs all over the city of London. Uh, One day I might tell you the story of how I nearly ran over the chairman of the Bank of England. Um, But they had lots of these different pubs and bars with names like the Boot and Flogger and kind of names like that. And that's reflected a little bit in the name that I give the bar that Jasper goes to, the Bull and Bear. Um, And these pubs, they had this kind of sort of Victorian theme to them. They were all full of um, dark beans and it was all supposed to be very kind of um, cosy and uh, uh, but also they were they were filled with um, they were filled with these with these young traders and hedge fund managers Um, and most of them were not all of them but most of them fairly objectionable. So I'd seen quite a lot of these um, characters like Jasper Slink and particularly at that time in the 80s uh, when I was doing this job um, they, the, there was a very much a feeling this was um, post deregulation of the City of London and the financial uh, institutions and uh, there was this really turbocharged economy financial services were the thing and if you were in that uh, you had people feeling that they could do more or less anything um i think also this i mean ultimately this this 
kind of attitude led to the financial crash of 2008 um, with the collapse of Lehman Brothers and so on. Um, and it was really caused by yeah, people like Jasper Slink, I believe, um, thinking that they could get away with, with cheating and lying and stealing and doing whatever they wanted to do. And in a way, I suppose this story is kind of um, a little bit of uh, revenge on on people like that for the way that they behaved. Um, what I also found was that whenever I have, whenever there's something that I don't quite understand, um, the best way for me to force myself to understand it is to write a short story. Um, and in 2000 and, uh, 2009 or so, um, I was really interested in the idea of short selling. What exactly was short selling? And try as I might, I could never understand it. So eventually I thought, okay, uh, let's include that in this short story. And it, it meant that I forced myself to go away and look it up and try to understand it um, and, and and put it into the story. Though I have to admit that after about six months when I looked at it again I suddenly realized I'd forgotten uh, entirely what short selling was and it's something that I kind of understand when I read about it um, but then as soon as I'm not reading about it or have any uh, particular reason to understand it yeah it just disappears. Um, And the last element that influenced the cocktail was funnily enough was something that uh, my mother told me. My mother um, uh, my mother's father, so my grandfather, who I never knew because he, he died before I was born, um, but he was um, he was quite a strange, interesting character. Um, he didn't spend much time at home. He spent a lot of his time traveling around the, the Middle East. Um, and my mother once said that she only got one piece of advice from her father, my grandfather, uh, and that was stay away from cocktails and communism. Um now, quite why he had those two things in his head, I don't know, but they certainly played a part in creating the cocktail. I should add one word of warning. In the story, I describe, I think, three different cocktails. Um, don't try mixing them yourselves. I have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about. I just flung those ingredients together uh, to see what would happen and I think it would probably taste disgusting and not something that you really want to try particularly the last one making a killing so that's enough introduction let's now turn to the story the cocktail Jasper Slink brushed the white powder off his nose and looked at himself with admiration in the mirror of the men's room He had made the cleverest deal of his life, and he felt like a god. He closed the tall windows that looked onto the Thames and went back to the bar of the Bull and Bear. The Bull and Bear was a favourite bar for the traders and hedge fund managers working in London's financial markets. There they could avoid ordinary people without an Omani suit, Rolex or Porsche. Smitty was the main barman, head-hunted from the Ritz where he'd mixed drinks for 40 years. He performed magic with a cocktail shaker, and for his customers at the Bull and Bear, he made a range of new drinks with a finance theme. Insider trading was very popular. 
he reminded Jasper of a sad old school teacher. Jasper climbed onto a bar stool and looked around. He wanted to boast about his deal, but at four o'clock in the afternoon, the bar was still quiet. He wished Irina with the black mascara and the microskirt who served drinks later in the evening would appear. But there was only a depressed-looking Smitty. Better than nobody, thought Jasper. A hot tip, please, Smitty. With smooth movements, the barman mixed dry vermouth with vodka, poured it onto ice and added two drops of chilli juice. I said, a hot tip. Smitty added two further drops to the cocktail and Jasper drank it down. His throat was on fire, but his brain felt needle-sharp. Good one, Smitty. Well, I made a killing this week. Oh, lucky you, Mr. Slink, said the barman. I just lost all my savings on the stock market. I was going to retire this year, but not now. Jasper was amazed. The idea of somebody as old as Smitty working the stock market seemed weird. Well, you make me a dividend and I'll make you rich. Smitty set to work. Rum, pineapple juice and brandy were some of the ingredients, but his hands were so quick it was impossible to be sure. It tasted superb. Jasper felt all-powerful, all-wise. Short-selling, Smitty. Pardon, Mr. Slink? Short-selling. You bet on a company's share price going down. Like last week. I went to a broker, and for a fee I borrowed 20,000 shares in a construction company that was trading at £40 a share. Right? Straight away I sold them on the stock market for £800,000. Don't you have to give the shares back? Yeah, but Monday this week a leading financial newspaper wrote that this company may be investigated by the Financial Services Authority for bribery. The share price dropped instantly to £3. So I bought 20,000 shares for £60,000 and returned them to my broker today £740,000 profit. That was a very good guess, Mr Slink. Jasper was about to agree, but his judgment had disappeared with his dividend. Instead, he leant towards the worried face of the old barman. I paid a journalist to invent the story, he whispered. Give me a market crash. One measure each of vodka, vermouth and Jägermeister on ice. But this time, Smitty's hands shook as he put the drink in front of Jasper and some of it spilt on the bar. But what about the company? Will the share price go up again? Nah, the FSA is interested in them now. Big construction companies always have something dodgy in their books. The share price won't move for a while. Jasper finished his glass. That's business, Smitty. Was was the company Victory Construction? Smitty sat down heavily. Yeah, that's it. Hey, are you all right? The old man looked ill. But he pulled himself together suddenly and stood up. Mr. Slink, would you test a new cocktail I've created? Hasn't got a name yet. By now, Jasper was having difficulty seeing straight. But he nodded. 
pleased by the offer. A measure of Jack Daniels and Bacardi, two measures of absinthe, and something special, said Smitty quietly as he shook the mix. As Jasper finished his cocktail, the room fell sideways. Air! He needed air! He staggered to the men's room, opened the tall windows and leant against the rail, his stomach in agony. It only needed a little push from behind to send him over the edge. His final scream was drowned in London traffic. Smitty stood behind the bar, quietly polishing some glasses, thinking sadly about his lost retirement money. But at least he still had his job. And a new cocktail. He'd call it Making a Killing. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Behind the Bottom Line. Why don't you subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode? And please tell your friends and write a review so that other people can find out about Behind the Bottom Line. Take care until next time. Bye-bye.